We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Monday, January 1st, 2024. Happy New Year. Does, does anything change? No, nothing changes. We just keep on going here, right? Typically on Mondays, because of the alliteration, we'd have Mondays with McCool, but James is uh, under the weather today. Him and his kid are, are sick, right? Not hungover, right? Once you get to a certain age, you don't care about the New Year's, when the ball drops, going out, doing anything. Me and my wife were watching, watching, uh, what? The, we were watching the show The Bear. It was some cooking, comedy, whatever show. We were watching that on Hulu uh, most of the night. And then it just happens. I, I look at the look at the, the cable box, and it's like 11.59 to 12 o'clock. And I look, Happy New Year. It's Happy New Year. And then we went to sleep about a half an hour later. Who cares? doesn't matter. Normal Sunday. Normal Sunday. It doesn't matter. Once you get, I'm 44 years old. Don't care anymore. When I was a teenager, it's like, oh, we get to stay up late. And what? Oh, look at Times Square. That type of, nah, you get to a point where it's like, most people at, at over 40 years old have fall have fall asleep. They're asleep by then. No one cares. And then the, the fireworks go off and then your dog goes crazy, right? So that wakes you up anyway. So whatever. So happy new year. Happy New Year. Uh, we'll be, uh, we'll, we'll, you and I will be uh, reviewing yesterday's uh, NFL slate, week 17 slate. Uh, maybe show some some other stuff today as well. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the thummy thumbs on your way in the door. Give me that, that like button. Give me the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got Grinders Live and, uh, and Crunch Time later today for NBA. So if you're playing the NBA slate, we got the Winter Classic. There's a this showdown NHL. I guess there's one NHL game today. Uh, but yesterday was uh, week 17. With the net, the week 18 is, a, is the chaos week, right? When we don't we don't even know who's playing or not, right? That's going to be completely, you know, there's going to be 8 million people at 3K that you could play, and you just have to guess, like, who's, oh, all the starters are sitting, and then all these guys are cheap or whatever. So 
good luck to you coming this coming week. But a lot of people's best, I see people, best ball teams. Finally, we're done with the best ball screenshots, right? At least for a little bit, right? Then February comes around. Once the season's over, people start drafting, even though who knows what the hell's going on. So that's what I'm thankful for in the new year. Less best ball screenshots. Thank you. Thank you. It's all over my Twitter. But uh, but I see the chat. Feel free to post anything you want on the chat. Good morning. Happy New Year to Joe and Daniel and Icon and Wataz. 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 Everyone in the chat. Right. Oh, Joe says Travis Kelsey cost chat personally cost him 200K in the FanDuel Millie yesterday. Screw Taylor Swift. He was third going to the Chiefs game. Pacheco and Rice lineups jumped past me. Still made 3,400. So, okay. Okay, so it just the chrono the chronological nature of of how the games play out shouldn't really affect your your emotion, right? What happens if the Chiefs game was earlier? You wouldn't have you would have been, you wouldn't have been in that spot, right? That's how I always put it. You have to say it's like you have not you, there's no you have no control over any of this. All you're doing is watching it play out chronologically. But imagine just waking up. Imagine you didn't even pay attention to the slate, and you just woke up at the end of the slate and you made thirty four hundred. Would you be happy? Okay, there you go. There you go. Doesn't matter. And Joe says he used Sim Labs. Yeah, I use Sim Labs to to research my lineups as well. Sim Labs is part of our premium package here. Uh, we we will we, we will have stuff coming out for it for NBA for MLB. You now we'll be upgrading that. We're constantly working on that. Sim Labs Rotogrinders.com slash Sim Labs if you're a premium member. If you're not, click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. But yesterday, yesterday I had I had a good day yesterday. Yesterday I my I I think I won almost ninety percent of my head to heads. Um, about about ninety percent of my head to heads. I just played on DraftKings, and uh, and I can and I made money in GPP. I mean, it's not like I made I like five hundred dollars in GPP entries, and I got got back like eight hundred and fifty or something something like that. Because I play mostly, you know, this the the hundred dollar spies, the fifty dollar red zones. The $27 single entry, the $12 single entry. I play like 10 lineups. The $33 five max. Like those kind of 5,000, 2,000 to 5,000 entry fields. Like that type of thing. And then I just throw all those lineups in the play action $3 because that contest is really soft. So like whatever happens, happens. I typically typically end up uh, profiting an ROI over the course of the year, just throwing my lineups into that contest anyway. So... So yesterday, my the main things that I did yesterday, right? Because remember, I I adjust my ownership, like how I uh, assess the slate. Yes, from a directional standpoint, he, the ownership projections here at Roto Grinders are good, directionally. But once you start factoring in like human irrationality or how people misuse optimizers or tools like that. You could start making a, a little bit more adjustments, right? So, like my lineups yesterday, like I played, I played ten lineups. Uh, my best lineups were Lamar Jackson lineups. I said that on the Friday show, right? That I was gonna, I was gonna, I was looking to play, who was gonna get squeezed in that, in that, in that. Uh, let's let's go. Where am I going? Right here's the Millie. Who is gonna get squeezed in that quarterback in that seven K range at quarterback? Right at the high end, it's you got Hertz there, you got Mahomes at 7,500, Lamar Jackson at 7,700, right? You had Fields there, and then you still had Purdy and Stroud underneath over there, and then you had Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen is the one that I think 
got squeezed the most, right? Where's Josh Allen here, right? Down to 2%, right? But like who was going to, it was going to happen. I thought people would more be more likely to play Brock Purdy. And I, and I, and I, I think I said on my Saturday stream that CJ, I bumped up this ownership for the, the, the Texans. A lot of people wanted to play CJ Stroud, uh, Nico Collins, Noah Brown. So from my ownership standpoint, I, I bumped them up. I didn't play a CJ Stroud lineup. I did play one off Noah Brown. I did play one off uh, Nico Collins. Uh, so like just figuring out how what what the uh, the distribution of quarterback ownership and and their pass catches. So like I saw especially once. See, the thing that did it for me is that once uh, Raheem Mostert got got ruled out, right? We got that we got that news the, the night before, right? That uh, that Mostert was going to be inactive. That made Devon Achan like a decent play, right? Project he projected he projected fairly well, not like mega well, but well well enough to be in consideration, right? So that's why I once I do that, I like building game stacks. Right, if I can, with with all players that have a good projection value, and if I could leave them together, the combinatorial ownership on the entire thing makes it so that I could just kind of plug in whatever the hell I want in the rest of my lineup. So that's kind of what I was trying to do. By can I play two runbacks? Because Lamar, to me, the the easy one is Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, Isaiah Likely. I I had two of those lineups, right? But I like the fact that HN was 6,700 and Cedric Wilson, you almost had to play. There were a lot of these cheap options. Cedric Wilson, Darius Slayton. Uh, who else was in that cheaper? Wandale was 4K. Or you got up to like Shahid or Curtis Samuel. Like you most likely are playing some type of cheaper guy in in, in your lineup. If, if you're building anywhere similarly like this, even playing Zamir White. That I prefer, can I play them in a correlated way? Now I did play some Darius Slayton one-offs because I, I had to play someone in that spot. But it's like, okay, this is a good spot to play HN and Cedric Wilson together. Because playing HN and Tyreek Hill together with a $7,700 Jackson and a $4,600 likely, you can't punt a tight end, made it so you had to like, you had to punt at defense and also play like two. Like you would have, you would have had to play Slayton and Rashid Shahid or like so, so two of the chalkier cheap guy. So I'm like, once Mostert was ruled out, it's like, okay, I could play A-Chan and Wilson together with the Jackson Flowers likely lineup. And then look at the rest of the lineup. I'm pretty much just putting in the best projected players or some of, right? Zamir White, Chris Olave, who obviously didn't get there. Nico Collins, Panthers defense. Done. Done. Lineup done. Easy. You could, yeah, sure. You could change Olave out for Brandon Ayuk. Sure, you could change Nico Collins out. You can you can move the stuff around all you want, but the, the core of the lineup is there. But once I get all these five players in, Jackson Flowers likely. I mean, look at the ownership here: six percent ownership on Jackson, ten point nine. This is in the play action, so I mean, it's not it's not global ownership. Isaiah likely nine point eight percent, and then once you cut ten percent for HN and eight percent for Wilson, like how many lineups is this? How many lineups am I competing against with this? Not as many as you think once you combine all of them together. So I don't mind taking on a 43% on Zamir White in this lineup. He's he's by far the best projected point-per-dollar play 
right? At 5,100, he was the best projected on the slate. Him and, him and I guess, McCaffrey, who got hurt. So it's like, okay, here you go. Here's a lineup. I mean, and then I did another lineup. Uh, and maybe I need to refresh. Well, I did another lineup with Tyreek Hill as well. But without HN. So not playing a $6,700 HN and a 90 whatever dollars $9,300 Tyreek Hill together. So I'm looking for 30 points. I'm looking for 30-plus points. And probably if A-Chan is getting, you know, three touchdowns, Tyreek Hill ain't getting the touchdowns. So uh, so I wouldn't have played them together. But that's what that's what I was going into this thinking. So if you're going to play a cheap quarterback, I thought oh, tons of people are going to go to Tyrod, right? And then you can see here, I mean, always understand, okay? I mean, th- this, is, this is for any sport. So it's not just NFL, but NFL in a sport with correlation. NBA may not exist as much, but it still applies to some extent. It's when people use like optimizers and they build lineups together. They're most likely going to be pairing people together. So the more skill position players that project well for my point per dollar value, it's going to raise the ownership of everyone that's involved in that stack. Okay? So, like, I think I think we may have had Derek Carr projected ownership-wise at, like, 3%. I bumped him up. I bumped him up to 6 to 8%. He came in at 7 in the, in the, in the milli, at least. But why did that happen? Why? Well, because Olave, take a look at the wide receiver position. Olave... Seven, look, Olave and Shahid are the first and third highest owned wide receivers on the whole slate. Now, no wide receiver was like absurdly owned, right? No one was over 20%. I also said that on the Friday show, that I didn't expect any wide receiver to be more than 20% owned. But with Olave and Shahid being projected fairly well, I mean, how do people not plug in into to optimize or go, give me stacks, right? They're going to plug in some settings that essentially are, quote, give me stacks. You're going to get a lot of, Olave projects well and Shahid projects well. You're going you're gonna to get, you're going to get a lot of stacks, right? That's what you're going to get. And anyone that's involved in that game starts coming up. Just like with, if people are playing Tyrod Taylor, if people are playing Darius Slayton, what are you gonna get? You're gonna get a lot more. You're gonna get they're gonna be owned way more. Wandale, Wandale's ownership will go up a bunch. Even at tight end, Darren Waller. I mean, he wasn't like high owned or anything like that, but I mean Darren Waller was seven percent owned in the Millie. As opposed to if you go by his projection at 45,500, he projected way worse than Dallas Goddard at 4,800. But Darren Waller was more owned. Why? It was easier to pair with Tyrod and Darius Slayton and Wandell Robinson and those types of players, right? When you play, when you play, like yeah, Gerald Everett is just one guy on the Chargers, so it's like Easton Sticks ownership ain't going anywhere because no one want no no one no one's playing Quentin Johnston, no one's playing other guys, no one, Austin Eckler, right? There's also certain players and teams, right? Ezekiel Elliott projected very well. In any projection system you looked at, from a point-per-dollar standpoint, median, Ezekiel Elliott, I think, was like third on the slate. Right, Zamir White was one, Christian McCaffrey was two, and I think Zeke was three. 
Now, for raw points, not like high, but for 6K, getting like everything out of that backfield, sure. But people don't like playing him. People don't like clicking that name, right? This is the irrationality of human beings. So our projected ownership on Ezekiel Elliott was like, I think, 15-ish percent. I bumped him down to 10. Why? Because people don't like clicking that guy. People just people don't like that. People look at their lineups and they go, ugh, better play Zeke Elliott. Right? Even Pop Douglas. Like we take a look here at Pop Douglas, Demarius Douglas. He came in at 10%. I think most most places, I think we projected him for 16 to 18% ownership. Right? Because the, the Patriots are cheap against the Bills, right? I mean, they get they gotta do something, right? People don't like playing Patriots because they're awful. Right, they look and go, how am I going to win a GDP with Demario Douglas in my lineup? And they don't click on it. The math would say that you should click on it more than 10%, but people don't. People love the fucking Texans receivers, right? I know once I saw it's like a Noah Brown. I think we I think we had Noah Brown at like maybe I think five or six percent owned. I just doubled that. Double it, double it, just double it. Oh, he came in at 14.8%. Of course, this is in the milli. Obviously, it may be different in like the spy. Like we go to like let's say, uh, let's say the spy, the single entry spy. All right, take a look at the spy. It's a li- you're gonna get a little bit different here, but I mean directionally it'll be about the same. So here's the spy. Nico Collins was the Nico Collins and Chris Olave were both 21 percent owned. Right, Darius Slayton was more owned, 17 percent. Shahid, seven. So I mean, look, Olave and Shahid and Collins and Brown. You would have. I'm gonna go over to the quarterback section. I'm gonna assume that that. Outside of, and we have, look, here's the two, the 49ers receivers. So you see here, Sam Debo, Ayuk, Brown, Collins, Olave, Shahid. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that, that Purdy is the number one court and Slayton's up here. So I'm going to assume you're going to see Purdy, Tyrod, Stroud, and Carl may even be in the top five. Right? Here, Carr, Carr, seven. Yeah, I mean, at you got Tyrod in one. Purdy two, Stroud three, and then there's a drop. And a whole bunch of people play Jared Stidham in single entry. Do I know why? I mean, he bred outside. I mean, he was, if you played a cheap quarterback and you didn't play Tyrod Taylor, you probably played Jared Stidham. I, I prefer Tyrod, but teach there. Who do you pair with the Broncos? I mean, the Broncos are, oh, oh, that was the problem is that no one else on the Broncos really projected well. They were like meh. They were okay. But at least like Wandale and Darius Slayton, Projected much better than the Broncos receivers. Let's see, Derek Carr, 7% owned. So, like, how to adjust ownership, but this is when what, what my secret sauce is is just knowing how people are. I don't have I don't have any any I don't I don't program this into anything. I don't. And also I don't care about the bottom of the barrel. I don't care. Like I go down to like, uh, am I am I adjusting Ty J Spears' ownership or Khalil Herbert? No, Derrick Henry. I don't care. Like these are guys I'm not even I'm not even they're projected so low that I'm not even considering. That like the difference between uh, like is James Con- I mean James Conner did well at two percent, but like I think we projected him for like four percent ownership. Difference between two and four not that big of a deal to me. I care more about the top end. There's a big difference to me between Zamir White being 32% owned and 61% owned. Or McCaffrey being, you know, 26% owned versus 38% owned. 
Like that type of stuff. Look, like DeAndre Swift, I had his over own. Like DeAndre Swift didn't project poorly. He was in like the top, like I think maybe the seventh point per dollar, 6,500 for the slate. But a lot of people would talk, a lot of people wanted to play him. A lot, and a lot of people were not able to play Hertz in GPP. So a lot of people played Hertz in cash games. I didn't play Hertz him. I played Tyrod in my cash lineup. But it's hard to pair Hertz with anyone. I think I play I played one Hertz Goddard lineup, but not AJ Brown. It just it's and who knows that Julio Jones was going to catch two touchdowns. I mean, he's making up for the touchdowns and he didn't catch with the with the Falcons, I guess. So with that being said, and the Eagles with a pretty high implied team total, people were talking about play. They want to play DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift. 20% on DeAndre Swift. I ain't, I ain't touching. I didn't play any of them. I played a bunch of John. I mean, the running backs that I played, I played Zamir in, in GPP. I only played Christian McCaffrey in two out of my 10 lineups. It kind of forced you into certain, into certain positions. I wanted to play lineups that didn't contain as much of Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill. Because it kind of like pigeonholed you into very similar type of constructions as a lot of other people. But I did play Zabir White. I mean, I played, I think half my lineup said Zabir White. I played Kyron Williams in my cash lineup as well as I think three or four out of my 10. Played A-Chan in, in four of my lineups, right? Because I played those two Ravens lineups. Played Jonathan Taylor. I played De- the Devontae Adams. I played the Colts. I had a Minshew. I had a Minshew, Pittman, Granson, White, Adams types of lineups. I had like one of one of one of them. That cash, that got there. Right. I didn't play any Etienne. I didn't play any Eckler. I played some Singletary. I played Singletary as leverage. Like Singletary didn't project that much more, that much worse than Ezekiel Elliott. And I thought that a lot of people were going to play a lot more people than, than people expect were going to play CJ Stroud, Nico Collins, and Noah Brown or Dalton Schultz. If you throw him in as well. So I'm like, give me Singletary. Then I really didn't play anyone else, but that, and then. We got the news late that Clyde Edwards Hilaire was gonna was inactive. And Isaiah Pacheco was sixty eight hundred dollars. The problem is is that there's only three late games. So most, most likely you didn't you weren't able to swap. I mean, to me, the only way that you could swap to Pacheco, I mean, obviously, if you had Chiefs lineups, if you had stuff in the later games, Pittsburgh, Seattle, I mean, they weren't very well owned. To me, like Rashi Rice in like the in the flex. Right, because he was sixty nine hundred. You go, okay, I could make this Pacheco. Because he came in at two percent on because everyone expected Ch and Pacheco to both be active. But the Chiefs pretty much, I mean, they pretty much just ran with one running back, and they were obviously in a good spot. So thirty two point five for for Pacheco if you had the if you had the late swap. That's how this is how I analyze. You know, this is how I analyze slates from a, from a macro standpoint afterwards. Would I have made the lineups I would have made had I known the ownership? And if the answer is yes, that means I then what else am I supposed to do? If the answer is no, then I gotta work on that. But typically that's it all comes down to projecting ownership. So I'm not saying anything differently based on the results because the player projections are the I don't make my own player projections. I use the ones here at Roto Grinders. I use the blitz, I use I, I use aggregate from around the industry, but ownership, 
ownership something that, you know, very hard to do algorithmically. I mean, it's very hard to do just even making adjustments. I'm wrong plenty of times. I'm wrong. Oh, a lot of people are going to play this guy. Oh, okay. He didn't come in as high on as I thought he was going to be. Right? Oh, no one's going to play this guy. It's like, oh, okay. I guess people wanted to click on Josh Jacobs this week or Joe Mixon. Right? I've been wrong on that this year when I'm like, ah, no one likes clicking on Joe Mixon. And then he comes in at like 28%. In, in, the, in the large field GPP. And I go, okay, I missed on that, right? I played Mixon as a low-owned piece and it turns out he's over, right? I, I've done that before. I thought Chris Olave would be lower-owned because people people going to play Rashid Shaheed and it turned out the other way. I didn't think Chris Olave was going to be low-owned. I just, I just thought the ownership would be a little bit more swamped, a little bit more. But I did pretty well. I don't know how you guys did. Dana Hodges says his New Year's rev- DFS resolution is to sweat as little as possible. That, it, that Sweat in what way? To, so you're either not playing or you're so far ahead in first place that you don't even need to worry about. It. Or you just don't play. Or or it could be that you play as much DFS. You just don't, don't watch the games. Don't care. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it at all. Don't worry about it. Okay, one last thing I wanted to wanted to show you. We got we got the, the the NHL, you know, the Winter Classic today. It's only one NHL game. I showed I showed this on Friday, on Friday's show with Kyle Murray. I made the pitch for our props and pick'em package, right? To you, you can use our projections here at Road of Grinders to bet on sports. Not enough people do it. Okay, I do. Not enough people do it, and I'm glad that not enough people do it because the numbers are still available, and I'm still able to get get my money down. But people don't take advantage. I don't know why. You could take advantage of it if you're a premium member, or if you just want the props and pick them package. But I mean, we have like here's here's our NHL DFS projections. You could you could download this as a CSV. You could you you could you you know what you're doing in Excel if you you build a Python whatever the hell. You can just download this and do whatever the hell you want with it, right? So here's here's all our current projections. It has a timestamp and everything like that. But if you just want to like, oh, I just want to get, I want to get down on, based on our projections, like the highest edge bets in any sport, right? We got NFL, we got NBA, we got PGA, we got whatever. MLB, it'll be back. You can just go to our prop model. Just it's the top. It, all it does is show the top twenty, based on the edge versus whatever line is available at the books that we that we cover, right? The league, the legalized books, right? So you can go to NFL, and I mean NFL does nothing now because it's, the projections aren't out for next week. NBA, be careful on because these are our current projections. We take a look, updated an hour ago. I don't even know who's on the injury report, right? So these are based on whoever is currently in our projections. So go, always go and see who, who's questionable because our questionable players are in the projection. So you may see it's like, oh, my God, it gets such a big edge. Yeah, because, you know, someone from the Pacers is actually going to play and projections don't reflect that yet. NHL is the easiest because not much of that type of stuff changes. Occasionally you get some line changes, a guy's getting scratched. But NHL, I mean, I, I think the Winter Classic, is it's, it's at 2 o'clock. I mean, so this is pretty pretty updated. Right, there's only one game, so you're not going to find much. So it shows you what stat, what's the line, what's the win percentage of that stat based on our projections. This is the median, right? So we're converting the mean into median, 
They're giving you the implied probability difference, which is the edge. So these show these show an edge on what book? Now, NHL, you're most likely going to be getting the best number on DraftKings. FanDuel, not so much. So what can you do here? I'll show you what I do. Right? I, I explained this on Friday. I said, what, what, well, how do you bet on NHL? So I just use our projections, right? So I go here. Let me log on, right? Because they always log out every every 10 minutes or whatever. Right. So I'm gonna log into DraftKings. So I made the case that like our you that and I'm I'm making six hundred dollars an hour uh, with NHL bets. Six hundred dollars an hour on average. I mean, you'll see, you'll see what I mean by an hour, because if you extrapolate it out, so here there's one game here, right? Here you go. Right. So I could take this. Right, this screen right here. I go. I want to take all of these. Anything with the and I want to take anything with the positive. Anything. I'm just gonna flat bet it. Right, just put thirty bucks each. So I got thirteen of these. Right, with an edge that it shows right now. Even these small ones, I'll do them anyway. What do I care? The margin of error. You may. I mean, depending on your size, your bankroll, and your risk tolerance. Maybe you only if if you want to get down fifty bucks on the, the top three. God, fine. You can do that. Me, I just like, just give me them all. I don't care. I'm flat betting anyway. Right? So I take all of these and then look, I'm going to move. What's going on? My browser's crashing. Okay, no, it's not crashing. Okay. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to move this to the side. So I have a second screen. So now I can just look. Right? So here, I'm going to go to shots on goal. I use that that chart. That William Carlson, under two and a half. Under two and a half. Mark Stone, under two and a half. Mark Stone, under two and a half at minus 175, right? We got another, Eberly under two and a half. A lot of times you in NHL, you're going to be taking unders, by the way. Yanni Gord, oh, McCann over shots. McCann over two and a half. Gord under one and a half. Gord under one and a half. Anything else on the shots? No. Okay. So then we go to about assists. Assists. Toivonen under. Ellie Toivonen under. I mean, these are minus 260s. I mean, you're not making that much money on these, but whatever. Edge is an edge. Toivonen assists. Wenberg under assists. Right? Wenberg. Beniers. Beniers under assists. Beniers. Where's Beniers? There you go. And Marshalt. Marshalt and Marshalt over. Done under. Done under. Marshalt over. And then points. Points and blocks. So points. What's on the screen that we have here that has any edge whatsoever? Burakowski. Burakowski over half a point. Okay, and then we have block shots. Larson over one and a half, and Oleksiak under. That should be what thirteen. That should be thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. We got it there. Thirty bucks a piece. Done. How long did that take? How long did that take? About three minutes. I mean, I was talking during it. You could do this much quicker if you weren't talking during it. There you go. Done. There. My bets are in NHL. Someone asked me, what are my, one of my favorite bets in NHL? It'd be like uh, whatever's on this 
whatever's on the screen. There you go. Do it. Have fun. Right. Maybe I even have, maybe even have a promo. Let's see if I even have a promo here. Can I even, is there like a parlay? Did they give me a winter classic something? They don't give me much anymore. I win too much. Right. A 12 days of DK profit boost, CFB parlay, uh, CFB, more college football that I haven't used. Goal in first 10. I mean, this is just, I could take this while I'm here. I might as well just click on it while I'm here. They're giving me a fucking, it's like for $10. Yeah. Odds boost on over total goals. Yeah. Take advantage of it. Why not? Give it to me. Is there an SG? I mean, you could look. I mean, use your use your promos. I know they give you a no sweat one. I think for five. I mean, like I don't get much anymore. Like the dailies, no sweat SGP type of thing. You can go. You could go to the S to go, and it's only one game. So like you could use this on this game, right? Same game parlay. Right, and you used to you do the same exact thing. You look at the Carlson, Stone, Larson, Toivinen, assists, Eberle, shots, McCann. Right, you could just put take take the top three if you want. Right, I mean they don't give you much. Okay, that okay. Oh, these are popular. Okay, so look at player shots. What are the top? You need three of these, right? So Carlson, Stone, and Larson's blocks. Right, Carlson, Stone, Larson's blocks. Carlson, under, Stone, under, and we get blocks. Now, now they don't give you blocks and SGPs anymore. I don't know. Maybe they changed that. So what else is here? Toyman and assists under or just Eberly shots under is the next one. Just the Eberly shots under, right? Or the McCann shots over. Right, just using this. Everly shots under, and then I have this little bonus. It's for five, it's for five dollars. No sweat. So basically you get a bonus bet back, right? For five bucks. Right. It turns into eighteen dollars and twenty cents. Right. And you take the top three. I just all I did was like, what's what's the top here? Right. I could add to it. We could we could go balls to the wall. I could add the McCann one. Right. You want. They're all po- they, they show us positive edges. So the more that that I add, right, should be fine. I mean, you could do that. Yeah, there you go. Use the bonus, right? Because if this loses, you get a five dollar bonus bet. So like, that's what it is. Like, this is what you could use. I mean, this is you could use our stuff here at Roto Grinders. You could do this in NFL. You could do this in NBA. We have all the statistical projections. When MLB comes back, we got that. We got PGA. We got everything. You'd use our DFS projections on the sports books. The same way you could use it on prize picks and underdog, because we have a pick'em tool for that. Right? So if, if you want to chart like this, but just for just for like prize picks and underdog, we have the pick. Where is the pick'em tool? Let me let me how do I get there? Props and pick'em new. Right. We go to the pick'em tool. Here you go. Look at the timestamp, and you have college football, DK's pick six NBA, Prize Picks NBA, Underdog NBA, Prize Picks NHL. As you can see here, there's nothing with an edge. 
right? You can see right here. You can just sort it. Oh, there's one. McCann, more than two shots is the only one in NHL, at least. Underdog, right? There's nothing because it's only one game. So there's not much to not much to look at. So if you don't want to, if you, if you're only, if you're not betting in volume, right? And you only want to, you know, take, you want to go and go to, you know, for NBA prize picks and you go, okay. I mean, I don't know who's in and out. So like these, these always be aware that these are based on our current projections based on the last updated time. So, you know, if, 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 well, if you're not sure what's happening with the bucks today, I mean, these, these numbers could obviously change. But you can just go like price pick CFB, right? Here's college football projections based on the lines that are available on price picks. DK pick six, the lines that are available in NBA for that. And we have MLB when that's, but that's in season and everything. So this is all based on our projections. So if you want to use our projections to bet on sports or use on the, on the pick them sites, this is this is the easiest way to do it. And I don't want you to do it. Why? Because this is what I do. And the more people that do this, the quicker, the quicker the books react to it. But not enough people do. You know how I can tell? Because the books don't react to it and I make money doing it. So just piecing two and two together. The fact that I'm still able to get the, the numbers that I can. Even even at noon after this show, shows that not enough people not enough people do this. So that's why I'm the corporate overlords telling me to tell you about this. This is my sales pitch because this is this is what I do. This is literally what I do. I'm up a couple of thousand bucks in NHL props. Just doing that, just doing exactly what you saw me do. Thirty dollar bets. All right, just whatever. Some some nights on, on on slates where there's like 12 games, I may have a hundred, 120, 125. You know, I, I could have $30 bets. I'd have like four thousand dollars in volume in NHL. And then come out with, you know, oh, I made $375 or something, you know, like that type of thing. Like my ROI is like six to eight percent, somewhere in that range. Five, five to eight, four to eight, you know, like hovers sometimes ten. Something like that. And that's what you do. Just I bang them all out and I'm done. Most of the time I'm not. Most of the time I have no idea what happened. I just wake up the next. I wake up in the morning and I re, and I refresh my picket. And it tells me how much money I made or lost yesterday. And that's it. Slaughter asks, does the prop tool tell you what odds they're basing the edge on? Yes. On whatever is currently posted. Right. That's why I said, look, look at the timestamp. But I mean, you could also you could also tell. I mean, really, where where am I going? You could tell by the win percentage versus what's up there. So, for instance, let me go props and pick them. So, for instance, here's the props tool. Let's go to NHL. Like, what's the win percentage of like sixty? Adam Larson, sixty percent. Like, this is an easy one. What is 60%? Minus 150, right? It's telling you there's a 5% edge, right? Which means, I'm assuming Adam Larson's blocks, we go to this game, is going to be better than minus 150. 
saying it's a minus 150 chance. We go to player props, go to block shots. Uh, where's block shots? Our play points, assists, block shots. Adam Larson, minus 120. What is minus 120? That's about 55%. Minus 120. So 60% chance, about, right? Was it 60.38? That's minus 150. A 5% edge means that it should be 55%, which is minus one, which is around minus 120. So yeah, so it's based on that, based on exactly that number. William Carlson, 67%, right? What's what's about 67%? That's like minus 210, right? Because minus 200 would be 66%. So 67% minus 210, something like that. Not exact. But it has a 7.19% edge. What is this saying? That the number, it should be minus 210, but the number is minus 150. Because if you subtract 67 from 7, that's 60, which is minus 150. So if you go to Carlson shots on goal, I'm assuming Carlson shots on goal is minus 150 for the under. Carlson, yeah, under 2.5, minus 150. Our projections say that under 2.5 should be minus 210-ish. 205, minus 215, something around there. Right? So if you wanted to double check, you could just eyeball and just double check. Double check that that number is still available. But that's what it's based on. And in hockey, in NHL, I, I could already tell you that 95% of your bets are going to be on DraftKings. Because, yes, other sites do have this, will have a Carlson under two and a half, right? DraftKings has an under two and a half at minus 150. And like Caesars will have like minus 165. FanDuel may have minus 160. I mean, Bet365 may have minus 155. Or a lot of time, a lot of, most of the time, DraftKings actually has the best number, the best price. Maybe not the best number. The numbers are going to be the numbers. But the best price typically is on DraftKings. Rarely FanDuel for NHL. But in other sports, it's different. NFL props, I most of my NFL props are on Bet365. They tend to have the better prices and the better numbers. They tend to, not always. That's why getting the best price and getting the best number, that's one of the, the easiest, the keys. You get that concept down of always getting the best price, always getting the best number that you possibly can in the market. That's like 90% of the battle. If you could just do that, you're 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 at like you're at like minus two percent right there. Like it's like you're playing perfect basic strategy blackjack. And then from that point, now it's time to count the cards, right? Now it's time to count the cards. But if you you can't play perfect perfect basic strategy blackjack, then you're going you're dead because you're already playing at a at a minus 7, minus 10% negative disadvantage. And it's no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to make that up. So the least that you could do is always get the best number and get the best price. You don't even need to do anything about the sport. I don't know. I don't care. All I have to do is, if I want to bet $600 in props on NHL on a normal day, 
And I don't want to download projections or anything. I could just literally go to the top, the prop, the prop model, top 20 year on Roto Grinders and go, okay, I'm just going to take all 20 of these. Right. I'm not going to take the negative ones. I mean, there's only one game, so I'm not going to find 20. I just go, I'm going to take all 20. Doesn't take me more than three minutes to do. Right. So if you consider that's $600, right. I said this on Friday, $600 average edge. Let's just say 5%, be conservative, 5%, right? On $600 worth of volume, that's $30. You go, okay, well, that's not a lot. The expectation is only $30. Yeah, but it only took me three minutes to do, right? Multiply that by 20, right? That's $600 an hour, right? I paid $30 in expectation for three minutes worth of time. Sounds good to me. I'll take it. If you want to up that, let's say you put you're putting fifty, sixty dollars down each on twenty. Why don't you putting thirty dollars down on four, four, three, on a hundred of them? Right. So you have three thousand dollars worth of volume, four thousand dollars worth of volume. What's five percent of three thousand? Hundred and fifty bucks. That takes you longer than three minutes. Right, to get I'd get a hundred hundred bets in, but it doesn't, dude. It doesn't take me. That takes me about 20 minutes. Maybe, maybe call it a half an hour at most. For me to get, I could get a hundred NHL bets in about a half an hour. At 30 bucks a piece, that's three, that's $150 of expectation. If you want to say it's about a 5% edge, that's 300 bucks an hour. 150 bucks for a half an hour worth of work given to me. Is it a se- is this sexy? No, this is not. This is this is this is I'm just gonna go look at a chart and spreadsheet and just bang him out and not worry about it. Not even gonna watch. I don't even watch the games. I don't know nothing. They're in, they're in, they're done. I'm done. I'm done. Hands off. I'm done. I'm done for the day. I'm done. I don't need to do anything. Right? I just put in all I might can even watch the winter classic. No. It's on at two o'clock. I don't care. I'm just gonna I'm gonna reload my picket tomorrow morning and just whatever it shows, it shows. I'm done. I'm not even paying it. I will not even pay attention to this. Right. I won't check at eight o'clock at night. I won't check and go, oh, did Carson go under or over? I won't even, I won't even look. So I'm probably going to put in some college football stuff and some basketball stuff today. It's going to be all mess of stuff. And I don't pay attention to any of it. And I just wake up tomorrow and I have a couple hundred bucks extra. Some, or a couple hundred dollars down. It goes up and down. Do you want to be boring like me? Go click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month of a premium combo membership here to Roto Grinders. You get everything, right? You get all, you get results DB, you get the lineup HQ, you get all the projections for all the sports. You get, you get all the content, all the premium shows, all the everything. Oh, it's too expensive. It's not expensive enough. Tell you, it's not expensive enough. Then you also get access to our Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. I have my own channel, Blenders Game Theory. That's the best place to talk to me. Instead of DMing me or emailing me, you're a Roto-Grinders Premium member, you get access to that channel. You, I'm, someone posting that channel, I'm, I'm always I'm always there. Right, that's the best place to talk. I, I, I've had conversations in there for six hours with one person. It doesn't matter. That's that's the best, the best place to ask me anything. Obviously, on the show, you could always chat in the YouTube box. If you want individualized attention, you could do that. 
or you want to learn everything that I know about DFS. Obviously, there's the theory of daily fantasy sports. How to think like a professional DFS player. That's the 15-hour audio DFS masterclass, the fundamentals. Then also theory of DFS for advanced players, which includes 10 more chapters, as well as the custom Excel tools that James has developed that I do use. I did use yesterday for, you know, building lineups, part of my research process. So you get that as well. So you go to theoryofdfs.com and uh, soon there'll be a, there'll be a third. There'll be, there will be a third. There'll be a third edition. To, so you can get all, you can get all three, collect them just like Pokemon. There's soon there will be a, a third edition to this that focuses on prop betting on the pick'em sites on that type of stuff. Theory of daily fantasy sports for prop betting. So look out for that. Go to theoryofdfs.com. Pick that up. Hit that subscribe button. If you're new here, hit that like button on your way out the door tomorrow. I don't, I, I think Tim is on tomorrow. We, we have NHL typically Tuesdays. We, we're going to be doing NHL. So I think, I don't know. It's, it's a new month. It's a new year. I don't know. Where is everyone? I have no idea. I think I think maybe, we're probably doing NHL. Any, there's only one game today. So there has to be tons of games tomorrow. So yeah, so we'll probably talk NHL tomorrow. We still got week 18. So this week is going to be probably hockey on NHL on Tuesday. Wednesday, week 18 preview. Thursday, is there Thursday night football? I'm not even sure if there is Thursday night football. Maybe we do NHL on Thursday also. I don't know. Is there? I'm not even sure. I don't think there is because there's Saturday games, right? And then Friday, we do the GPP strategy for uh, for week 18. And then we then we start hitting the playoffs. Then we start having more showdown slates. But doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if the NFL season is regular season is over. I'm I'm still here, right? I'm still here, like I always am. Monday through Friday, eleven o'clock Eastern, talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy props and pick them on Roto Grinders today. <laughs>